0: This message is brought to you by ABC Church in Ammonford, West Wales. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. It's a pleasure to be here today, I must say. I um, have been two months now in Wales, living here, nearer to Lindsay, um, from Redditch in Worcestershire. I was... um, 31 years at the Assemblies of God Church in Redditch and um, had several um, positions um, whilst I was there. And we decided it was time to come to this wonderful place called Wales. And I love Wales. I watched Moby Dick six times. (laughs) No, but it's wonderful to be able to see such a Pentecostal gathering around Ammanford, I went into Greg's and I noticed that everybody speaks in tongues there. <laughs> yes, it certainly seems to be the case, don't you agree? But the thing that I wanted to say most of all is that I recently had a vision and I want to share it with you. A vision because it says in scripture that young men see visions and old men dream dreams. So I know it was a vision. <laughs> And I'd like to read a poem to you. I was shocked, confused, bewildered as I entered heaven's door. Not by the beauty of it all, or its lights and its decor. But it was the folks in heaven who made me splutter and gasp. The thieves, the liars, the sinners, the alcoholics... I could not grasp. There stood the boy from seventh grade who swiped my lunch money twice. And next to him was my old neighbour who never had anything to say that was nice. Bully Bob, who I always thought was rotting away in hell, was sitting pretty on cloud nine and looking incredibly well. I nudged Jesus and said, what's the deal? I would like to hear your take. How did all these sinners get here? God must have made a mistake. And why is everyone so quiet, so somber? Give me a clue. Hush, child, said Jesus, they're all in shock. No one thought they would be seeing you. Isn't it wonderful to be able to know that no matter our colour, no matter our class, no matter our creed, we have a loving God, a great God, who wants to love us forever and ever. And I believe that as we look at the world soon and very soon, we're going to see the King. But today I want to talk about faith, because we haven't seen our Lord Jesus. If many of you have, then you're pretty old, but I believe that we have faith. Sometimes that faith isn't very strong. It may be frightening. It may be um, fearfulness. And so I want to talk about faithlessness. Let's look at the scripture from Hebrews 11, verse 1. The definition of faith is very clear. Faith is the sure sure of what we hope for and certain of what we cannot see. Mm. It is the confident assurance that something we hope for is going to happen. Hallelujah. Mm. I wonder if I could ask you today, are you a worrier? Do you worry? Do you seriously worry? You may not want to say yes to that, but I believe the answer is yes to us all. We all seem to suffer from valley experiences, as Scripture calls it. We're sometimes down in the dumps, as we might say. We don't feel very happy about life. We're anxious, stressed, even depressed. And we have good reason to, I believe, brothers and sisters. We are looking at a world that's in a state worse than Sodom and Gomorrah. We're looking at wars... Famine, one child in Africa dies every second in our world today. And yet we have huge numbers of billionaires. We could feed the world over and over again. There is such corruption and the immorality in the world today is just crazy. That could be one reason I worry too about that. Debts, maybe you're carrying debts. Credit card debts. I find now that credit cards are being given out like lollipops to people. They don't need any sort of background. Some of them, maybe people are only here for a short stay and disappear with their credit card at its limit. Family problems. We've all got family problems. I've got four children. One of them is Lindsay, as you know. A handful. (laughs) But I worry about the salvation of three of my children. Lindsay, I know, has given her heart to the Lord, and I'm blessed to be able to share fellowship with her here. And her musical ministry has touched many hearts and lives. And you that do sing, and I, I know you were singing today, you sang last week, it's beautiful to hear the anointed sound. Amen of praise to god and you release us you say your praise and i'm so blessed to feel the holy spirit in this place even today hallelujah Amen. but it may be health we all have problems with our health we may even if we have jobs worry about our job security and children young people in colleges are facing difficulties over exams, worries over stress about fees. I have a grandchild, granddaughter, that um, had £18,000 worth of uh, debt from her school books when she completed her MA course in Worcester University and before she'd even taken a job. We have many reasons today to be worrying. And to lack faith. Yet we exercise it every day. We get on the bus. We sit down. We go from A to B. We don't think to ask the driver for his driving license. We don't worry about whether or not he knows how to drive the, the bus. We believe he will get us to our destination. We also have the same problem with mechanics. Car mechanics, we take our car in, it goes into this oily building, comes out, and we've had a car that's now replenished. We never ask whether the mechanics know how to do anything about your car or mine. And my car, probably they can't do anything about. (laughs) But we know that these are things that are happening that we trust Our car mechanics, our doctors keep giving us pills here and there. They keep telling us this. They put us on diets and we go through all manner of problems only to find that we are trusting and believing and having faith in them, aren't we, all of the time to heal us, to help us and to keep us strong. We believe, we trust, we have faith, and all these things are interconnected. But why is it then? Why do we not turn to the one who loves us with an everlasting love? Why is it we can't go to Jesus, the son of the living God, for our strength, for our answers, to give our gas bills to him, Why can't we do something about our problems, our relationships, our nervousness in life today? We fail to go to him. Cast all your cares on him, for he careth for you. He loves you with an everlasting love. He died on a cruel cross that you might have life, that I might have life, that we might have life now, today but abundantly forever. He's given us an unspeakable gift, an everlasting home. He's preparing for us. Yes, we neglect so much the Lord Jesus. Come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So much we forget that Jesus is waiting to help us through our difficult times. His scarred hands are ready to lift us back from the valleys, back onto the mountain top. And we're often wanting to get back onto the mountaintop. We're often worrying for worrying's sake. I must just tell you a quick story about a thief that came to our house. On one occasion, a thief came to our house. My wife and I were in bed. And I said, I'll go and sort it out. I got down, grabbed this thief by the scruff of the neck, dragged him upstairs, and I said to Dorothy, my wife, here's the man you've been waiting to see for 30 years. We often worry about things we don't need to worry about. Isn't it true? (laughs) Bless you, darling. So... In the midst of it all is Satan stirring a pot of confusion, bringing hatred upon us, making us do things we really don't want to do, things that are upsetting, things that are doing us no good at all, and turning our whole lives around in the wrong direction. And he's very real, sometimes invisible. Satan strives to destroy Christians, our testimony. He wants us to be down in the dumps all the time. But yea, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we shall fear no evil. For God is with us. Whithersoever we might go, he said to Joshua, I will be with you. And we have the Holy Spirit to guide us, to guard us, to keep us, to bless us, to encourage us and to keep away the fiery darts of the wicked. Hallelujah. So today we need to remember that Satan is a very real threat in the world. The powers of darkness do exist. Sometimes Satan likes to appear like a big red mouse with a horn, tail and a trident, some comic book character that's just a joke, really. But God knows that he is a very dangerous, very dangerous spirit that wants to try to destroy us. Be self-controlled and alert, says 1 Peter 5. For your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking who he may to devour. That's what we have to fight. So I want to just share with you four reasons that we need to know from Scripture what we can do to improve our faith. They may seem pretty obvious, but they're often things we neglect to do. Firstly, we need to remember faith is commanded of us by God. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hebrews 11.6 reminds us. And Jesus' disciples said, What must we do to do the works of God? And Jesus answered and said, Believe in the one he has sent. Now, I want to tell you a story about a pig and a chicken that were walking down the road just past the ABC church. A pig and a chicken, and the chicken said to the pig, you know, those people in that church are lovely people. I'm not so sure, but but they're lovely people, he said, the chicken said. Oh, yes, said the pig, lovely people. So the chicken said, we ought to do something for them. What can we do for them? I don't know. He said, but yeah, we should do something for them. So he then thought about it and the chicken said, I know, we'll make them bacon and egg for their breakfast. Yeah, what a wonderful idea, said the pig. But then he realised the chicken only had to lay a few eggs, but the pig had to die for those people in this church. Just as Jesus died for you and for me. And we believe. Don't forget the devil believes in God. But we believe, which is much wider. It's trusting God. It's believing. It's having faith. And we need to be faithful and fearless in our walk with God. Knowing that he's by our side. He said, I leave the comforter to abide with you. We have the strength of the Holy Spirit with us 24-7. Hallelujah. We need to trust him. My wife's um, uh, scripture verse when she was first baptised was, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Remember Peter in the boat? The storms were around. Peter was washed around. It was a dreadful day at sea. But there in the midst was Jesus standing on the water. And as he looked upon Jesus, a miracle happened. A miracle happened that we were looking at as we were singing a miracle occurred. He walked on the water as he walked towards God, towards Jesus Christ. Come to me, said Jesus. But then he turned his eyes away and the miracle started to wane and he was lifted out of the water and put back into the boat. But keeping your eyes firmly fixed on Jesus is the first and most important thing. I remember... Lindsay, as a child, almost died. On one occasion, we went on holiday to Minehead to an Assemblies of God church conference. And we were in one of the chalets that surrounded uh, a a grassy area, and then there was concrete paths and roads for the cars to come. And there was a man uh, with several donkeys And she wanted a donkey ride. So she went on the donkey and he walked around with the donkey and she was enjoying herself when suddenly for some unknown reason he loosed the reins and let the donkey free. And the donkey bolted. As the donkey bolted, G- uh, uh, Lindsay was bumped up and down on the seat. Dorothy was screaming, so was I. And we were watching a certain, almost certain death that was likely to occur because as she fell off the, the donkey, her one leg was trapped in the stirrups. And she was bounced upon the ground like a rag doll. And as she moved towards the side of the grass, she was going to go straight over the pathway and the road, which was all concrete. It would have almost certainly killed her. But at that moment, at that very moment, a miracle occurred that suddenly she was released, released from the stirrup. And she just suffered uh, upset and was fearful. I said to her, really, Lindsay, at 40, you shouldn't be wanting donkey ride. (laughs) No, but that was a miracle, a great and mighty miracle, I tell you. No, she was nine years old, I think. (laughs) Oh, were you? Right, okay. (laughs) Bless her. Um, But we need to remember that miracles can happen when we keep our eye on the ball, as the the football managers say. Though you have not seen him, you love him, says scripture. And you are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy for you are now receiving the goal of your faith. Hallelujah. But faith is also enjoined with prayer and fasting. James chapter 1, verse 5 and 6. I'm wondering, is that it? Yes. If any of you lacks wisdom, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God. And God will give generously to all without finding fault. It will be given to you. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed in the wind. Yes, we need that faith. We need that faith when we pray. We have access to God through Christ Jesus. The moment he died on that cross at Calvary, the curtain was rent completely from top to bottom. And we have brothers and sisters, access to the very throne room of God, to his footstool, we can reach out this morning and bring our petitions and our prayers to a living God, to Jesus who came out of deity unto humanity. We're not worshipping effigies of stone, And Baal and Asherah, we are worshipping a living God who has ears to hear, who has eyes to see our prayers and our pleadings, who has eyes to see our tears, but most of all who answers our prayers. Oh, hallelujah. It may be yes, it may be no, it may be maybe, but God answers our prayers. I've been praying for such a long time for a big red Ferrari. But he said no. He said no. It may sound like a joke, but he wants to meet your needs according to his riches in glory. Amen? Amen. I want to tell you, when it was New Year's Day, I decided I was going to speak to the Lord with my New Year's resolution. And I said, Lord... I said, I want you to give me a nice, big, fat bank balance this year. And I want a nice, slim body. Somehow he got it mixed up. (laughs) (laughs) But we do need to pray. Sincere prayers. Not one-liners before we switch on EastEnders. Not one-liners before we get out and catch the bus not just repetitive prayers. We don't say repetitive prayers to our own Father. We need to keep in touch with our prayer time. We need to spend time carefully looking at our um, our um, uh, determined commitment to our prayers. So often we just cut short our prayers even today i know many were ready to pray and some just couldn't feel uh, 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 the holy spirit would stand up to we're not impressing people as we pray we're reaching god's very throne room with our prayers the humble prayer is really touching god's heart And the fervent and effectual prayers of a righteous man is powerful and able to reach out to us all. Hallelujah. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. We now know how important prayer is to our our work, to our, our lives. But with fasting, if we just fast as well, even if it's only for one meal, or for a day, we need to remember that that makes our prayers dynamite. And God's ready to bring miracles upon us. Many of us have already experienced miracles. Many of us have already had that miracle touch from Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God. We have become changed in the twinkling of an eye and we have become new creations hallelujah that's a miracle i tell you if i was not um if i had never met jesus as a young man i don't know where i would be today i'd probably be in prison but certainly i wouldn't be married to the loveliest lady in the world. It was you, darling. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thirdly, we need to remember that we are fighting an enemy that's not flesh and blood, but the powers of darkness. And we need to remember that we are asked to put on the shield of faith that we might deflect all the fiery darts of the wicked. Hallelujah. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, We now know that the shield of faith is our help. And many Christian churches strive to avoid um, subjects to do with Satan or to do with hell or to do with the Holy Spirit even. And we need to realise that we need to know our enemy. Winston Churchill said, It is vital we know all the ways of our enemy, if we are to be successful in our battles against our foes. We also need to remember the words of Doreen Irving, who wrote a book called From Witchcraft to Christ, and who came back from being a high-powered witch to being saved by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, as she heard singing hymns and choruses in a Bristol church. And she said these words, most powerful. I wish to know nothing of my past ruinous life as a witch, but one benefit gained is the understanding of the tactics of the powers of darkness, the enemies of Christ. C.S. Lewis wrote a book called The Screwtape Letters. It's a most interesting book. If you've never read it, it's a really interesting book that highlights the uh, devil trying to destroy a family during war, World War II. And he said, We cannot ignore the reality of God, but we must also be conscious of the powers of darkness who strive to destroy our Christian testimony. We're no less a Christian for our valley experiences Remember, Martin Lloyd-Jones' words said, I am very distrustful of any Christian who never worries or has experiences of depression in their lives. Many great go- men of God suffered greatly. We remember Daniel. He faced great anguish and torment in his life. Job was the most upright man in the land of us. But he also took great pain as he continued to serve God and lost his family and all of his wealth. Elijah must have been excited when he was able to prove that he was serving the only God that could answer his prayers. And 850 people were slaughtered from the gods of Baal and Asherah. But we can and we know that he went against, uh, suddenly became fearful, frightened, hid in the desert from Jezebel, the wife of Ahab, who was striving to destroy him. He became suicidal. So many great men of God in the Bible faced valley experiences. Fear not, said the Lord. Do not be afraid. Do not be weary. Stand firm. Do not fret. 365 times it appears in the Bible. And we know that that is telling us and repeating for us that we need to strengthen our faith in God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Finally, we can put on the whole armour of God through the precious Word of God. Faith cometh from hearing and hearing from the Word of God. If you've never prayed, if you, if you hardly ever look at your Bible, you may be free from, God's, um, uh, from Satan's clutches. But we do need it. It's a manual for our daily living. It's still the truth that can set men free. I worked for 20 years as a Gideon in Redditch and Worcestershire and gave many thousand Bibles out to school children, to hotels, to all manner of people. And I saw lives changing. The helps in the Bible can be so critical as a guide to strengthening people that are on their last legs people who are struggling, people who need a touch from the Lord himself. We may not have the strength to go and talk to a neighbor or a friend about Jesus, but we can give them a Bible. And I've bought some Bibles with me, and Brian has bought some too. And we'd like you to take one. Just take one. You probably all have Bibles, and that's good. Read them. Be doers of the Word and hearers of the word, and it will increase your faith. It will build up your strength. But remember, it's a powerful tool, a very powerful tool to break down the strongholds of the enemy. And I'd like you to give it to somebody who is close to you, who needs a touch from the Lord tonight, today, this week. And they might read it and their lives may be changed. I could give you many testimonies of how God's grace has touched lives through the Word of God. Charles Spurgeon said, If you rarely attend church and hardly ever pray, you never read your Bible, then for now you might escape the clutches of Satan, but guilt and distress will come upon you later. We need to pray fervently. We need to keep our eyes upon Jesus. We need to be wholehearted in our taking up the armor of God against the enemy. Five billion people still are not in the kingdom of God upon this planet, worshiping no gods at all or worshiping only what they see, agnostics, or worshipping images and effigies that are false gods. They cannot see or hear or know the unspeakable gift that we have through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hallelujah. We have a fantastic gift. He has promised us a heavenly home. He said in his Father's house are many mansions. And we're going to be reunited with loved ones who've gone before us and we want to move on and join them but there we will see our king of kings and lord of lords a royal priesthood without pain or suffering and loads of chocolate and i think it says that in scripture Thank you for listening to me. Bless you all. Amen. This message was brought to you by ABC Church. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org or search for us on Facebook or Twitter. You can also contact us by phone on 01269596000.